0: And I just want to give a shout out to Larry at Creative Writing, what? his 100th episode. Hey, hey, hey. Take a listen. You might hear me on there, and I might have been mean.
1: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the 100th episode. You've reached the century with Creative Writing. <laughs> We're going to be looking back over the past 100 shows, 100 episodes. We're going to give our gratitude to everybody that's listened thus far. Talk about some of the uh, previous guests, some of the intros, maybe some of the music, some of the sponsors. Look forward to uh, the topics, maybe even the next 100. Stay tuned going to be a rock and roll extravaganza up in here for your eardrums, all motorcycle related. The co-host and the special guest are going to drop in with me a little bit later. Right now, kick back with this new tune to introduce the 100th episode with me, your host, Junkie Turdman, Steve... Thurston, Larry, Carl, whatever my name is. Hang out, hang loose. As soon as I pay off these Russian hackers, I'll release this baby so you can hear it. let's not let's not delay any further. Let's get right into episode one zero zero. You've made it a century. You might even hear me say a hundred years' cause I turn a hundred this year. Um, and the show has reached hundred. So I feel very special about it on this episode. We're going to talk about, uh, we're going to go all the way back. 100 episodes. I can't believe if you've been with us this far. Um, and if you continue to the next 100, I'm sure they're going to get better. I got, I hope they do. And at any rate, we're going to go back to episode number one, an episode so horrible that it's been erased from all the, uh, podcast apps. We're going to cover intros. We're going to cover some outros. We're going to cover guests. We're going to go over show topics. There's some interesting shows that I did and put a lot of time and effort into some of them even. Uh, We're going to have a special guest and the co-host are going to drop in with us later. We're going to talk about sponsors and friends of the show. We're going to talk about stats. Where do you live? Where are you listening? What do you want to hear about? And we might even, we probably won't, look forward to the next 100. Because who knows what the next 100 is going to hold in store. So, without further ado, and I'm going to quit saying like off the bat or off the top of my head. I'm going to say like out of the gate. That's that's my goal for the next 100 is to make everything motor related. So, right out of the gate, off the starting line this week, we're going to look back at episode one. An episode so embarrassing and but terrible that I erased it from the show lineup, because I didn't want other people to hear it, and get discouraged and not listen. Listen, I can barely tie a shoe, let alone figure out this thing. This is episode, episode six. They're, oh, they're out of order. So it's episode, oh, one? All right. Welcome to episode one of Creative Writing. I'm your host, Thurston Fairbanks, or as my friends call me, Thirsty. What? Today we're going to talk about Hat Gap, Brown Seats, and Dilligaff. What's Dilligaff? I don't know, Dilligaff?
2: see if
1: this will do a wheelie. <laughs> that show did take off with a wheelie. Not like uh, the kind you like, like Whiskey Throttle Wheelie. Uh, so yeah, that was our very first show, the very first intro. And uh, since then I've done quite a few different intros, um, but... For the most part for the first year I used that basic um, the same one and then I switched it up every year after that. In 2017, 2016, 17, uh, I kind of like used a lot of different ones, made made a few that, you know, I just tried testing out the waters. One of my favorite ones though from from the very first year, which was 20 like we'll call it 15 to 16, was one called Breaking Intro and I went all out on the sound effects for this baby. Let's take a take a gander take a listen to a uh, breaking intro right here welcome to creative writing the best podcast you're listening to right now unless of course you have two devices running and you're listening to two podcasts simultaneously in which case the other one is probably better That dinosaur whale at the end there just seals the deal for that intro. One of my favorite intros. Uh, Another intro I did with my son I really love. And uh, we'll hear this one. It's a little bit barbershop quartet-y. I forget how old he was, but um, he helped me with this. He was helping me produce the shows there in the beginning. So uh, this one is called Intro. I know, really creative, right? Here it goes. Welcome to the show.
3: So.
1: Oh yeah, that was an oldie but a goodie I'll never forget making that one with you, son um, So yeah, some of the next ones after that I started changing them up a little bit Trying to be more radical and more, you know, cool Doing what all the cool kids are doing And uh, Let's take a listen to one of those Welcome to Creative Riding Where it might get a little weird But it's always motorcycle related Listen, I can barely tie a shoe, let alone figure out this thing. And, and isn't that funny how people say not to be an asshole, and, but uh, you're not they not going to be an asshole? Oh, baby. I don't know. Did it wheelie? And again, no, it did not wheelie. So yeah, that was one. I used that same basic sound, changed it up a little bit, started adding guests to it. And you might recognize some of these from uh, the, the preceding months and stuff like that. Uh, let's take a listen at another variation. Welcome Welcome to Creative Riding, riding, where where it might might get a little little weird, weird, but but it's always always motorcycle-related. That's right, it's always a little motorcycle-related and always a little weird up in here. Uh, Let's take a listen to intro number three. You're listening to the Creative Riding Riding Motorcycle Motorcycle Podcast. Podcast. Pop a a beer beer and throw
2: an throw an an earbud in your ear.
1: I was trying to be a little cheeky with that one, liven it up a little bit. I think I was trying to be too, like, cool kid uh, on the ones before that. So, yeah, that's just a couple uh, preview of the couple intros I used, you know, over the last uh, couple years here. Most, like I said, for the first year, I pretty much used the same one. Tried to switch it up a lot over this last year. Uh, and made a lot of original music. Um, I'm going to go to a fun intro. We had some pretty funky ones that are, uh, that are pretty cool, but we did start adding guests in and showcasing guests. So let's take a l- listen to one of the cool ones, one of the uh, funky ones. All right, I was trying to keep it real and liven it up a little bit, keep it funky. Uh, so yeah, I've tried out quite a few. Uh, if you have one that you like, you go back and listen to a show and didn't hear <clears throat> didn't hear one here, yeah, it's probably because I, I made like a one-off, you know. I, I've made a couple of those where the podcast started out like that, and they turned out to be like four or five-minute songs so I could like blend it in. But this is our current intro right here, right now. Chunky intro. The creative writing motorcycle podcast, your source for motorcycles, mayhem, and misinformation. Listen, I can barely tie a shoe. I kind of felt like we needed something a little more edgy, you know. The fun ones were working out, I actually did like those, but I thought I need to change it up a little bit. Uh, you know, like I said, I've been changing it up a little bit here and there, but the best part of that new intro is the last part. And uh, it was recorded with Brian Viffer and I. And it goes a little something like this.
2: Um, all right, technically all chaps are assless, right?
1: <laughs> technically all chaps are assless. And every time I listen to that intro, it gets me. So uh, there's just a sneak peek at some of the intros we've had over the last 100 years. Like I said, of course, there's been others. There's been uh, some once or twice that it was a song or something like that. So, uh, yeah, Kick back, uh, go peruse, man, go peruse and uh, see which ones you like the best. Give me some feedback on maybe something you'd like to hear for the next 100 shows. We'll probably be changing it up here uh, in the next couple months. And um, now let's get on to some of the guests that we've had on the show. Let's run down a, a guest list really quick. And let me do one of my custom stingers to show you what the show music's all about. Oh, yeah, a little stinger I made myself for transitions. All right, let's get into the guest list here. I'm excited about this. We're going to run down the guests real quick. we got a lot of them. This is the first one, guest from episode 10, Howie Bangzer. Zombies. It's hard to tell between a shambling drunk and a zombie. I think they just killed some innocent people. <laughs> uh, this might be part of Portland's cleanup. I call based out of Portland. Look, that guy, that guy can... And that guy was tap dancing in the shadow. And they don't care about. Wait, 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 wait. These guys are in there these are electricians. These are contractors and they're rewiring this building. <laughs> I know. They just have And they're just going ape shit but on But since him. there's no real rules anymore since in the apocalypse, they just decided to drink on the job. Oh, man, man down, man spilled. down. But the icon gear, look at that, the icon gear saves the day. Look, so that guy's just got a, a Wait a minute. I think this that is... That guy just had a bad limp. This is a bad... A banned ad for the Special Olympics. It <laughs> could be... Ooh, a girl In with a In a gun. She's just by herself. Dude, girls, guns, and guns that shoot sausages. No, that is... And look, this is why the war... I don't know, man. This is why they started really touting snipers, because they waste less ammo. This is just a... This is... They're f- not conserving ammo at all. They're just opening fire. <laughs> this is an AK-47 fuckfest, is what this is. You know, this is supposed to be look, like... look, you know what they're doing? They're tagging... <laughs> they're tagging with zombie blood. They you are. Go- you gotta be skilled to write your name with zombie blood using your gun. Yeah. Rab? Rab 3? <laughs> Dude, it's a Japanese lab, okay? Jesus... <laughs> To rap. <laughs> we're going to rap Dude, I don't know what me and Howie were smoking that day, but we sure thought we were funny. Uh, we were watching an Icon full containment video. Um, go check it out and see if you can play along with us. Next, from episode 11, Chris Singsheim and our first debut of our new gr- news girl, Honey Buns.
4: Uh, my name is Chris Singsheim from uh, It's Waukesha, Wisconsin.
2: Friday night pizza session. The first thing I'm thinking of is I can just put a bigger chat.
1: Of course, Chris and the whole WIR top tens list has become a permanent addition to our show. And we'll be hearing from him, uh, much later. And also honey buns, our news girl debuted that episode.
3: Hey fellas, Valentine's day is right around the corner. Why not treat your lady right and pick up something from hot leathers. They have a large assortment of ladies shirts, boy shorts and even pajamas. And of course they always stock hot leather vests, chaps and other writing apparel for women too. They aren't a sponsor of the show, but doesn't hot leathers sound way better coming off the tongue than pajama gram. Give them a look. See free shipping on orders over a hundred dollars.
1: All right. That was honey buns. She came in to help us out once in a while and, uh, do the news for us on a weekly basis. So that was that was pretty awesome, and uh, we heard from her in a, quite a few episodes. Uh, I believe episode eleven was her first one. Uh, the next one, episode sixteen, Josette Herdell from Goodbye Migraines, migraine coach and motorcycle enthusiast. How yeah. did how did you basically? how did you deal with the migraines while you were doing this other stuff, stuff, while you were in trying to engage in, in, uh, the things that you love to do for, you know, that keep you happy?
0: Yeah. You know, the, the sad, the sad reality is, is I, all of those things got pushed to the side and mm. it was really depressing. Um, I am a, I am a musician and an artist. And one of my, the biggest joys in my life is riding vintage motorcycles with my husband, Eric. And, um, that, that slowly, as I became more sick, just slowly became, uh, something that, that we lost in our life. And, and it was difficult for him to.
1: Hey, so that was Josette Herdale from Goodbye Migraines. Um, that was a little bit longer clip, but you know what? I thought it was an important, that's a really good episode, episode 16. A lot of people suffer with things that, um, you know, whether it's arthritis, migraines, stuff, weird stuff like that, that, you know, can hamper us from doing what we love to do, which is usually riding motorcycles and doing something that's crazy creative. So uh, I urge you to go back and listen to episode 16 with Josette it is a great one, especially If you do suffer from migraines or weird food-related allergy stuff, hey, listen to the whole thing before you judge. All right, on to the next one.
4: Uh, Well, my occupation, I do uh, several things. I I customize things, basically. I I I design custom homes, interior design, interior and architectural design. I do uh, tattoo work, and I do custom motorcycles, scooters, and some car stuff, but mostly two-wheeled stuff.
1: That was none other than Mark Dugally. He was in episode 18. He's a phenomenal artist, uh, visual artist, sculptor, uh, like he said, customizer of all things. He's made some really crazy motorcycle stuff. Um, If you think the Nikon is cray-cray, go look at some of the stuff that Mark has done with some scooters, uh, KTMs, all this great sort of stuff. And uh, here's something that Mark has said about the
4: uh, motorcycle industry. As as much strides and um, leaps that motorcycles have made design-wise in the last 10 years, say, uh, I still feel like it's an extremely conservative
1: market and industry. And uh, I think he was right on the money. A lot of people jazzed up about some of the stuff that's coming out of IMS this year just because people are going wacko and thinking outside the box. Next up on uh, episode 24 was our first uh, encounter with Steve Mcnowitz. And this is where we learned that uh, everybody can be named Steve. So I sat down with Michelle Mankowitz. She was uh, WIR top 10. Uh, well, I forget what place she was in when we talked, but she was telling us what was going to go down. And she ended up coming in first on the list for 2017. Here's Michelle on getting started.
0: Can we just go like straight to pants shitting?
1: Hey, man. Absolutely. And from pants shitting to what to say to a guy who's trying to pick up on you because you ride a motorcycle, we kind of cover it all. So here's a top five. I'm going to call this number one. Steve and I were talking about dating.
0: Girls um, tend to meet guys like that too. Like If they see girls with motorbikes, the guys kind of come out of the woodwork and they're really something else. Definitely interesting
5: characters.
1: The second one I'm going to call... The Markowicz writing style. I asked Michelle to briefly sum up her writing style or, you know, her writing experiences. And This is what she had to say.
0: Oh, man, bro. I was doing 200 miles an hour and my fingers were coming off the grips. This is in and out of traffic.
1: I like the way that Michelle thinks, or Steve. Uh, She thinks kind of outside the box. And the way she was measuring heat blew me away. Let's hear her alternative to Fahrenheit.
0: It was still hot as blazes, and it wouldn't even cool off till late. How hot are blazes? Um, I would say... (laughs) seven (laughs) thousand
1: okay okay hot as blazes means can you
0: can you measure temperature in
1: joules (laughs) so michelle she's a teacher up in wisconsin she's also one of the fastest girls on the WIR top 10 list next to jason goldmeyer she uh came in first like i said and dude that what how much fun can you have with the microphone in your hand i would say that's about it um so catch her uh episode 24 um sarah my buddy sarah Let's hear you.
3: Graduated pretty quickly to a vintage Vespa that got stolen. Then I got another vintage slim body frame with the Rally 200 engine. That was a lot of fun. Um, I got to wheelie through an intersection on that. (laughs) Rad. Yeah, it was a little unexpected. But I got some applause from the homeless guy at the bus bus bench. That was pretty fun. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so Sarah has been a long time friend of mine, good riding buddy, and she's crazy uh, into motos, all things two wheels, actually scooters, motorcycles, all sorts of stuff. And uh, that was episode 26. Thank you, Sarah, so much for hanging out with us. And uh, we'll probably talk to you again. Now let's move on to the future. Episode 29.
3: Good morning. Hello. Hello. It's Dan here from Australia. I'm um 40-plus years old, and I've been riding bikes since I was four. I've got a bit of an online presence, and I've been riding and writing and drawing motorcycles for, God, however many years it is now. But, um, yeah, I've got a few different uh, places that I like to hang out online, including my own website, dailybikers.com, and uh, that's where I sort of do a fair bit of my writing. And then I've got a little Etsy shop called Daily Bikers as well, And on the Etsy shop, it's all of my um, scribbles and drawings turned into. Mostly gift cards, but different things for motorcycles and motorcycle-related fan stuff.
1: So that was Dan from Daily Bikers. He really needs no introduction. He's 17 hours ahead, but always right here in our hearts at uh, Creative Writing. He has been one of the sponsors of the show, one of the longtime friends of the show. And if you get a chance, go check him out. He said he's got a bit of an online presence. He's everywhere. He's on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr. Um, like you said, he's got his Etsy store. He's got dailybikers.com. He's got a whole bunch of gear reviews, a lot of ride write-ups. He recently um, has been test riding everything under the sun, and I think he got a Ducati a little while ago. We're going to have to actually uh, get in touch with Dan again and talk to him about what he's moved on to and what he's moved on from. This guy changes bikes like I change socks, you know, at least once a week. And so, Dan, thank you so much for supporting the show. Go out. Uh, it's so cool to see people uh, family ends of the show, getting out there and buying a lot of some of the Daily Biker stuff and then posting it on the social media. I love seeing his stuff out there and it's great stuff. Go check it out. So moving on from episode 29 to episode 34, we first talked to a worldwide traveler as he was in Hungary. He later became a really good friend of the show. He's somebody that I email with like almost on the week, weekly basis or sometimes daily basis. And he's become uh, a family member of the show He is field producer, a uh, good friend And a great, a great all-around guy, Bry Viffer Episode 34, Are You Hungry?
6: My name is Paul, no aliases
1: No aliases, you're <laughs> such a lucky man I'm hiding from the feds, so I have to use one all the time Where are you at right
6: now? Right now I'm in uh, Budapest, Hungary um, I'm here uh, for a few more weeks working
1: Great. At least you're not on the run from the feds. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I thought that was so funny being on the run from the feds. It's not funny, actually. Uh, so, now on to the founder, the founding member of the WIR top 10 list and uh, real outlaw, real street drags, Jason Goldmeyer.
5: Well, my name is Jason Goldfinger Goldmeyer. Michelle and Missy gave me that nickname. Um, I 'm a machinist from Freedom, Wisconsin, which is a small town between Green Bay and appleton um, and I drag race every weekend that I possibly can.
1: One important thing I think for the top ten list is how to talk some shit like properly <laughs> and and not just say something dumb, so I need some pointers because i I, I want to get on this little game, even though I have no You know, no dog in the fight, so to speak. I still want to know this art that you guys have perfected. How do you do
5: it? (laughs) I don't have it perfected. I have to stop talking shit. The more I talk it, the more my bike messes up. (laughs) It's like (laughs) karma getting me in the
1: ass. (laughs) So there you have it. A little bit of Jason Goldmeyer, episode 40. Thanks for coming on, Jason. Thank you for introducing us to the world of Real Street Drags. He had something important to say at the end of that show, too. So I think it's important for me to add it here.
5: Last year, I lost my brother to leukemia, and uh, he battled it for seven years. And the only reason he was able to live that long is from a bone marrow transplant. Actually, he had two bone marrow transplants. So uh, I, I urge people to go out and become bone marrow donors, and it's real easy. You go on to be bethematch.com. They send you a, a swab, Then you swab the inside of your mouth, and you send it back to them, and then you're on the bone marrow list.
1: All right, all right. Hey, go do that if you have somebody you need. The next one, episode 41, Scott Jones from Noise Cycles. Before I met Wiggins, he was uh, the first hooligan racer that I talked to, also a bike builder and dad extraordinaire. I ran Noise Cycles. You know, Noise Cycles started as a blog. Go tell Wiggins to cut that shit. <laughs> Come on, Wiggins. <laughs> Yeah, Wiggins is already stealing mic time from uh, celebrities before it was his turn. All right, here he is on being a dad.
2: Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not one to follow in that category, but you know, I tried my best, and,
1: um, yeah, it, it's fun. It's a lot of work, you know. It's, you know, I'm trying to juggle all these different things, like trying to be a dad, trying to be a husband trying to have a nice home for them, um, and also trying to blow minds with motorcycles, you know? Like, that's my I main... I want to blow minds. I want them to be and, and be with me, you know? So that was Scott Jones, episode 41. He's built some really awesome bikes. Go check out Noise Cycles. Uh, the next guest, episode 62... No, I'm sorry, 52. Uh, a good buddy of mine, his name is Eric Johnson. He is the guy that actually... Helped me get back into motorcycling after we raced cars together for a little bit. So let's listen to what Eric has to say about being a motorcyclist.
3: Uh, my <laughs> name is Eric Johnson, and uh, I think Larry and I have known each other since we were about 13 years old. <laughs> yeah, something like that, <laughs> which is scary to think about.
1: I know. Now that we're 113, that really feels terrible. <laughs>
3: And if I do the math right, that's around 40 years.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 My line uh, of work,
3: what, math is important.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, very, very. Yet to know timing, you know, that 1612 time signature. Um, not to get ahead of ourselves, what is it that you do? And, and where are you located, first of all? Are you... Uh, enjoying yourself down in Florida or are you, uh, in Scandinavia? We need, we need some geography
3: here. Um, I, I am considering moving to Scandinavia, uh, because of the current political climate, but, uh, no, I'm in, I'm in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I'm a transplant from San Diego, California. Cool. Uh, what do you do up there in Coeur d'Alene? Uh, right now I'm drinking a stone ruination um, but that's not all I do. Earlier today, I was, <laughs> I was working on a BMW R90. And uh, so I do a little bit of wrenching on motorcycles. Um, you can check out my website at 59cafe.com. And I play um, jump blues music, which is a type of swing from... The uh, late 40s, early
1: 50s. Yeah, so I gave away a Johnny J jam pack uh, for the Solstice Slam. And uh, I think a few people got records from him, little seven-inch finals. Um, yeah, the music's good. The bikes are good. He's uh, he's a fun time. We used to do some naughty stuff together on Wednesdays. Now I record a podcast on Wednesdays. But, dude, I'll tell you what, Thursdays at work were rough. We did some trash can surfing. We did drunk biking. We did some naked ice blocking. Um, I forget all the stuff. We did a bunch of bar burning. Uh, yeah, we did we, we did some stuff back in the day um around uh, revolving around motorcycles so Eric's a lot of fun all right the next episode uh, 64 we are talking to Dave Hargreaves now Dave is one of the guys that worked at Confederate Motorcycles He also helped, well, listen to episode 64. He'll tell you about the origin of the name Cerberus and where it comes from. But it's like one of the things that he won't talk about right off the bat. You really got to dig into it. So I dug into it for you. Go check out episode 64 and Cerberus Moto right now down in San Diego doing some really cool stuff for the motorcycle DIY scene. Here's a little clip from Dave. The first thing we start out always when we're talking to a new guest is their introduction into motorcycling. And I think you might find this interesting. The
4: yeah. Background in motorcycling. Uh, let's see. I got my first motorcycle-specific job in 93. Late 92, early 93. Uh, I was going to go to MMI. And in Phoenix, and discovered that a year and a half of my life, uh, $23,000, and um, basically full time, going to school full time from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. every day. And then I still had to have a job to work to pay the bills and stuff. So, you know, you got to get a night job. What are you going to do? Um, I ended up getting a service writer job at Hacienda Harley-Davidson in Scottsdale uh, that paid $14.50 an hour to start, and then I discovered within two months of working in a Harley dealership in the service department that all of that training, all of the Ph.D. program training that MMI offers is free if you are a Harley-Davidson employee, <laughs> oh, so I was getting paid, regular job, Full time, and in my spare time, I took all the classes every once in a while. Every six months or so, they'd send us to an actual weekend or week long class in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. So full certification within two years,
1: right? And you quit you quit working to pay to go to school.
4: Exactly, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Much nicer way. Much, much, much better (laughs) way to do it. Uh, and then from there, I've worked in a couple of different Harley dealerships, a couple of multi-line dealerships, a couple of small little mom and shops, and moving back to San Diego in 2010, 2009, yeah. um, figured I'd have no problem getting a job with my experience. Exactly the opposite. <laughs> so, uh, Jen said, hey, we have a garage, you have a toolbox, put an out on Craigslist. Huh. Um.
0: I think we were charging $35 an hour Yeah. to do at that time.
4: So that's where it kind of went from there. So that's where it started, working out of the garage of the house. But then what we found was uh, the guys would come over and hang out, and we usually have, you know, frosty adult beverages, and Jen would f- cook food in the evening, and, and it became a hangout thing, and then be... That hangout thing morphed into hey, while you're sitting there with your teeth in your mouth, why don't you go ahead and take these carburetors apart? <laughs>
1: I think that's good advice for anybody. Take these carbs apart, damn it. Uh, the next person on the show, episode 70, Rex Panther from RP Enterprises. Uh, he is also a sponsor of the show. He's got some really crazy, crazy inventions. And as a scientist with like 14 degrees and all sorts of weird things that I don't even know about, he walked us through uh, episode 70, which is called Totally Useless Information. Unless you're a motorcycle and you need to get fixed then it's useful.
2: Yeah, sorry. Uh, next time I I think what we'll do is uh we'll just meet up in a park somewhere. I'll give you the folder.
1: I'll dress like a hobo.
2: All right, I'll be the guy in the tutu.
1: <laughs> I bet you will. So let's get into some of the listener submitted uh now that we got that off our plate, let's let's put push, push that aside. Let's talk about that off the air later, uh when we get a chance. But let's get into some of the listener submissions here. Uh when I say these. Uh dark siding, parallel twins, turbo spray or uh or I'm sorry, turbo or spray, uh two strokes and shaft or chain. Mm. Now when I when I say dark siding, what's the first thing that comes to mind?
2: Uh, first thing that comes to mind is this rave that I went to when I was 19 years old.
1: Yeah. Rex Panther, he has a way of getting to the solution of a problem. And it's usually by going back to things that are totally irrelevant. Let's move on.
2: Well, uh, a lot of fun, obviously. Um, If you've never taken a two stroke out on the beach and just held it down and spun around, Maybe right next to the water, you know, it gets thick, hard, and then you you come up to the, you come up on the the upper side of the beach, that, that part of the arc, spraying city. Um.
1: All right. Well, that was episode 70. The more I listened to that, the less I think Rex knew what he was talking about. But anyways, he does make some really good products. Maybe he doesn't know anything about motorcycles, but go check out RP Enterprises. They are a sponsor of the show, along with Daily Bikers, part of the Moto family here. Now, let's get off of his act and move up north. Talk to some beautiful ladies from the Fox Valley, Wisconsin. We're going to talk to the Litas. You may know them from social media, but what you don't know about this chapter of the Litas is that they're primarily sport bike related and not all those Harley googags. I connected with the Fox Valley Litas and uh, I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Take it away, girls. Go for it.
0: <laughs> I'm Cammie um, and I'm, I guess, one of the Litas. <laughs> and I'm Nikki and I'm one of the Litas.
1: And here is why I can never be one of the leaders. I don't want to give anything away, but I mean, I kind of want to know the secret things that lady clubs do just because I've never really had access to a
5: ladies club. (laughs) (laughs) That's why it's a secret. That's why it's a ladies club. We'd have to kill you if we told you.
1: Oh yeah. All right. That was episode 72. The leaders of Fox Valley episode 74. You guys know this, chump.
6: But what the Harley hooligan stuff boils down to is they give us a list of races, and they basically pay for our bikes to get out there and pay for our bodies to get out there. Um, they give you bikes? No, no. They don't give us... Well, actually, I take that back. They gave uh, every team a Street 750. Um, they should all be ready for the Born Free race the Thursday before the Born Free show. But uh, my sportster is sportster's actually yeah. the same sportster I started on. And it's just... I call it trusty rusty because it just runs and it it does what I need it to do. So there's no point in changing it.
1: Oh, yeah, that was Chris Wiggins, his first appearance, episode 74. And uh, we talked a little bit. I caught up to him at the very first Tracker cross. And uh, that's when we first started chatting. He came on a little bit after that, too, uh, a couple episodes here and there just to fill in. And he said, hey, man, I can help you start talking about you know, some of the races and this and that. So it was nice. And then we'll get into when he became the permanent host in a little bit. But the next episode is episode 77. It's a girl from up north, also from Wisconsin. I don't know how close she is to the Fox Valley leaders or the WIR top 10 list, but she's our girl for episode 77, Quietly Fiery.
0: Amber Mall, and uh, I like long rides down the Cherahola Skyway and uh, race fuel-scented candles. i um, been riding eight years, and uh, it's kind of my lifestyle and all I think about now. Um, started on the street and had a friend get me into drag racing a little bit, and then moved it to the track and now ice biking, and now I'm a coach, and I don't know
5: when it's going to stop.
1: But I know when I'm going to stop, and that's right here. You're going to have to go to episode 77 to check out the rest of Amber's story, Quietly Fiery. That was a great episode. All right, on to our next guest. I'm not going to do that. I messed it up already uh, once, so this is a retake. This next guest was uh, episode 86, and uh, here's my intro. We've got uh, a promoter and a racer and an all-out motorcycle nut with us I'll, I'll go ahead i always mess this up by stepping on everybody first but i'll go ahead and i'll let him introduce himself so go ahead take it away
2: all right guys uh i want to say uh thanks for having me on first of all i'm brian Bell from ivy league flatback uh did the del mar series uh, did some races all over the country sturgis daytona austin and uh, looking forward to keep going.
1: Yeah, yeah, baby. That was Brian Bell from Ivy League Flat Track. Uh, we just, if you go back to listen to episode 99, you will hear a wrap up of Twisted Throttles. We were pumping that hard, and it turned out to be such a fun event. And um, I can't wait till next year when uh, Brian brings that back. And I'm looking forward to more Ivy League events. He has been putting on um, tons of stuff nationwide uh, from uh, over the course of the last few years. And it's a really good episode. Go back and listen to that. Episode uh, 86. All right, the next guys coming up. Do not need an introduction. Well, I guess I should. I've introduced everybody else. But episode 92, it's those Harley guys. Yeah, you know those dudes that you always see on those viral videos shredding the canyons on their dinas? Well... We got in touch with them at Willow Springs a few months ago, and they actually have an event coming up in December. But let's go back and hear from these two yahoos, Eric and Tony. There's Eric. The fucking
5: rednecks. They were. They took. They were doing circle track, right? And then they tied boats to the back of their cars. Oh yeah. And raced around with boats. That is some redneck fucking shit right
1: there, dude. I ain't never seen no stuff like that. <laughs> that was Eric. He's pretty funny. Then there's the owner of 27 Cycles, Tony.
5: That's just about what we do,
3: bro. It's about, uh, we're, we love riding these motorcycles and it's just, this is just the next level. It's, it's the safest place to be. We can go as fast as we want. It's a, you get a no shit moment, and you go, "Oh, dirt bike time!" You know, that's it. You <laughs> yeah. know, sometimes you go down, so, but it's yeah, it's it's
5: just about having fun on our bikes. Yeah. Know?
1: So those guys are pushing the limits on their Dynas. They recently got their race licenses, and they will actually be competing in road racing series with uh, sport bikes, taking them on uh, on their dinas. I believe there's three or four guys now out there doing this and they're starting basically what Wiggins did with the hooligan revolution on flat track. They are doing the hooligan revolution on road racing. So if you're at a road course, you see a Harley coming down the pipes. Hey, better watch out. They're quicker than you think. Um, The next episode is uh, episode number 94, Chris Wiggins taking over uh, executive duties on this interview, talking to uh, Jeffrey Carver, who placed really well in the AFT uh, finals, came in second out at Paris, and uh, this is uh, right previous to that, previous to that night, uh, Chris got a really nice interview with him.
6: Yeah, so I'm out at Paris Flat Track, Paris Raceway, quarter mile, and uh, we just had a little private track day with Jeffrey Carver. Who is fresh off a GNC single? A GNC twins, GNC twins, American twins flat track. Oh, yeah, American flat because track. They
1: changed a- the name. AFT a- a- one is that what it is? AFT <laughs> twins. <laughs> a- twins.
6: Sorry. <laughs> twins. No one knows anymore. One Star half mile, Grand National flat track. Who is fresh off of his big twins first win, right? First yep. twins win. Yep. yep.
1: It just takes time. That's the difference between, I think, uh, flat track and uh, other sports, especially like uh, motocross and stuff. You got a couple people that come up and can pretty much dominate right through the ranks, you know. But flat track, it takes a lot of um, a lot of time, and there's a lot of things that you don't learn until you're out there on the racetrack, especially the miles. And uh, it's such a unique style of racing, and you, you only get that type of mile racing with the top fast guys. And uh, after getting to learn that over the years, everything's starting to click and I know the tricks, I know how to mess people up behind me, I know how to... gain on people that maybe have a faster
5: bike and stuff so it's a lot of different little uh techniques and stuff.
1: Yeah, Jeffrey Carver, what a stand-up fella. Thank you so much Wiggins. Uh if Chris hadn't come on to the show, it would have been a little bit of work for me to actually go out and do uh some research and get in touch with Jeffrey's people and get uh, you know get him on the show. So uh I'm glad that Chris came on and he's, you know, in that scene and he was able to do that uh interview. Also, uh, having gone to the track with Chris um, and seen how he rides, he got one of his co-workers to go with him, and that was Juan Arceo from episode number 95. All
6: right, can we hear anything? Talk a little bit and I'll see how it sounds. Hello.
1: All right, so that was him and Juan riding in his big dually recording studio on the way back. A little bit noisy, a little bit shaky, but that's how it goes sometimes. Just wait till next episode for us. Um, So, yeah, that wraps up basically the guests from the top shows, the top 98. Uh, Episode 99, which was just last episode, we got a chance to talk to Rick Ortiz, Nate Bickham, Bradley Petruchik, and Jen. From uh, the Twisted Throttles event, we heard a little bit about that. Uh, just go back to last episode. Just hit back on your your iPod player and or your iPod player your podcast player, and basically what we'll, you'll you'll get all those guys. We'll hear their stories and just what a rad event Twisted Throttles ended up being. Right now, I would like to dip into some of our favorite topics and uh, some of our shows. All right, here we go. First off, is a blast from the past. Episode one that they had back when open face wasn't cool. And yeah, they just they look real vintage, kinda like a Davida sorta helmet and they what they need is like one of these face things that the shark helmets have, but it needs to be a beard. So even if you're a lady you could be a proper hipster. Now, one of the shows that, uh, you know, is the most played for me is episode number four, which was CITS, IMS, TGO. In that episode, I talk about CITS, which is Cooperative Intelligent Transportation Systems and how it's going to change the future of transportation, self-driving vehicles, so on and so forth. Uh, I also went to IMS that weekend, which just happened this last weekend as well. And then I rode my ass. uh, Let's see, I hit IMS up on Friday. And Saturday, rode over to Las Vegas for the Super Prestigio. All on my 250. A lot of people gave me some street cred for that. Um, And yeah, so that was fun. Also, episode four is the episode where uh, Recycle Garage liked uh, something on my SoundCloud page. And episode four, I'm assuming, is where they started following me. And we've had a crazy friendship ever since. We'll be hearing from Liza in a little bit. Uh, Here's a little clip from that show. The best podcast in California Is listening to the best podcast In the eastern San Gabriel Valley East of the Pasadena Glen And west of the Sawpit Canyon debris basin. Yeah, so very specific, uh, because I know I'm probably not the best podcast in Los Angeles. We can uh, we can already kind of count that out. Um, Episode number four, big episode, Um, and I was really proud of that episode. And I'm actually going to revisit some of the stuff that we talked about in that episode. So uh, that's one of my favorites. Moving on from episode four to episode number nine. This is Honey Bun's first appearance, I believe. She was a news girl that stopped in for a little bit to give us some help. Uh, help out, read the news so you didn't have to hear me drone on and on. And I believe it was also my first biker movie review. If you go back and listen to some of those first episodes, it was Sort of around uh, the winter time, a lot of people weren't riding. It was winter and early spring. I started doing biker movie reviews just because there's so many old bike exploitation flicks out. I was watching a ton of them, and I decided, hey, why not share the misery with you guys? And uh, there are some terrible ones out there, and it's almost more painful to watch them just than just to skip over them. So I reviewed them for you, so you didn't have to watch them. So that's episode nine. Um, skip ahead, you know, I did I did one uh, every episode for the I don't know five or ten episodes there. Um, skipping forward to episode thirteen, this is the first concept episode I ever did. In this episode, I tried to equate obsolete skills to obsolete practices, like I tried to equate handwriting to motorcycling, and I uh, basically said, you know, handwriting is one of those things that people aren't practicing anymore as technology comes on, so old motorcycle things i'm surprised still stick around as far as technology and whatnot because of course as technology marches on it seems like we'll be getting rid of some of the things that motorcycles have however we're not uh episode 14 moving on uh first technisode and i i Continued on for three or four or five of those. We start at the wheels and we go up. I, start, I talk to you through chain lengths. I talk you through what a chain size means and all that great stuff. Um, so skip forward to episode 19. This is actually, I went back and listened to this. This is the Industrial Revolution. I talk about a couple of the Industrial Revolutions that happened in the the world and in the United States. And It's so funny talking about technology and how we use it and how it's created. And uh, when I went back and listened, I was surprised at how well that one turned out. So if you want to hear something cool about technology, go back and listen to episode 19. Uh, Episode 20, that was our very first Solstice Slam. And that brought us gems from people like Ozzy Chris and our first introduction to Brian Viffer's crazy garage. Uh, Let's take a little listen to that.
6: Hey there, uh, creative podcast listeners. Um, my name is Ozzy Chris, and i um, just checking in with you here uh, from Sydney, Australia.
1: Yeah, Ozzy Chris checking in with us on that one, as well as uh, some guests like the Stock for Squares podcast, among others that we will remain unmentioned. All right, moving on. That first salsa Slam was pretty good. That's episode 20 if you want to go back and check it out. Episode 23, the Corsa Moto Classica Campout. Uh, I went out and spent the day with some friends vintage racing at the track at Willow Springs, the big track. And I brought you some of the uh, pit banter, I guess you could say, in episode 23. So check that out. Uh, episode 30, skipping forward a few. Dr. K came on the show. He, w- he helped me out with the show for a hot second. Uh, he was promptly fired in episode 31. But we talked about Eric Buell we talked about i believe victory and we also talked about jared Meese, who at the time was a factory rider for harley davidson and as we all know uh, was developing the indian at that time the indian uh, ftr 750 and we go on later for him to become the uh, champion this year you know on the indian so it was it was kind of uh, you could see things lining up for what all, all went down this year so that was pretty interesting Uh, Let's skip forward to episode 36. It was my very first history lesson. It was called 1971 and some things, or 1971 and some stuff, sorry, and basically it was not quite, uh, you know, not quite a full background uh, history of Johnny Walker, but it did talk about Johnny Walker, the uh, the Baja, was coming up at that time, and so we kind of got into the history of motocross and Johnny Walker, who is a Baja legend, um, and lives here in California. We also talked about Scully, Harley, and the Davidsons and uh, motocross. Skipping forward to episode 38, this one is called Days Late in Skulldale, and it was also one of the ones that was highly listened to. It's another history lesson. This one was poached from the dollop. They gave me the idea. Uh, 20th century motor cars, if you don't know, they started a car called the Dale back in the, uh, I believe it was the 1970s, maybe early 80s. And I, I wrote the episode. I should know, right? But anyway, uh, the the Dale was a ripoff. It was basically like Scully. So Scully helmets was happening at the time, and I thought it was very apropos to show you that vaporware is nothing new. It's been happening since the '60s and '70s, and and up on it will happen forever. And so it was a another history lesson in the in the Dale. And why am I always talking about a car? Well, because a lot of the parts in the car were. Fabricated from two by fours and uh, fiberglass, and it had a BMW uh, motorcycle motor in it, and the, like one of the only ones that ran. Moving on to episode 40. Episode 40 was my first foray into ride reports. I was going to try something different. As you know, and as I'm sure co host Wiggins can attest to, and people that have been on the show, You you end up talking for like three hours and then you have to edit that down to an hour and a half every day just so people don't get bored listening to it. Well, I thought I'd go to Ride Reports and do five 10-minute Ride Reports a week, and that would be a little bit easier to manage. But as it turns out, it's actually a little bit harder when things are developing throughout the week and the full story doesn't always come out uh, on the first day. And so, you know, I try to do Ride Reports for a little bit, but that's my first episode uh, into it, and I tried it for a little bit, a brief format change that didn't really last just because... News change news happens, stories are added to, and you know things don't always work out like that. Moving on to episode forty two through forty four so forty two forty three and forty four we talked about the history of the e p a the history of road work and like road safety. We kind of dug in basically into like the i don't know the the uninteresting parts of motorcycling and what goes on behind the scenes and what went on a long time ago that's now uh, focusing us on what's going on in today's current climate. As we all know, uh, the 40, whatever number 45, I guess, is this president. um, He's rolling back a lot of the stuff that the previous presidents uh, put into place, including the very first Republican president to put the EPA into place, Richard Nixon. So if you want to hear a brief history of the EPA and what life was like back when we looked more like China than uh, America at this time, uh, go back and listen to episode 42 I believe I did a write-up for this episode on our blog. And so you'll find pictures of Kentucky back in the 60s and 50s. And it just looks like basically uh, a large forest fire is burning the entire state because you have all the coal mines and steel plants and aluminum plants and everything dumping stuff into water uh, sources, dumping stuff into uh, the, you know, pumping it out into the air, this and that. We were really a pretty dirty country before the EPA started. Of course, the oil embargo, uh road work and and why we had to pay taxes to drive on the roads, um, all the fuel hype with the crazy fuels coming out, the E 85s, the everything will break your motor, and we're gonna go to synthetic fuels, all that stuff is covered in those three episodes. Uh, and you'll learn a little bit there. And that kind of leads up to episode forty seven. Episode forty seven is the Germans are coming. And in that episode I talk about the fact that Europe, largely in part, is moving to a more electric environment—they're kind of trying to get rid of gas and uh, ice, you know, vehicles to keep Europe, I guess, a little bit healthier to live in and, and breathe in we're going to touch on that later because electric vehicles have their own set of uh, problems and, you know, destroying the environment and their carbon footprint and everything like that. So, but uh, as it is, people are trying to reduce greenhouse emissions and global warming, um, which I pretty much think they should focus on greenhouse emissions. I think global warming and global cooling has happened for millions of years. If you look at the fossil record, but definitely greenhouse gases aren't good and toxins in the air and the waters aren't good. So, I mean, That just talks about what's coming down the pipe. So 42 through 47, I guess, is kind of like uh, an eye-opener into what's going to be happening in our country in the next 10 years, probably. Let's move on to episode 48, the hipster name game. This was a fun little game that I put out there, and people really got into it. That's where Bri Viffer got his name. His real name's Paul, and uh, Bri Viffer came from episode 48. It's the hipster name game, and uh, go check that out if you want to find out what your hipster name is. Episode 49, the very first Spooky Spokes, that had some really, really good submissions. We got some stuff from all over the country, and I got to say, Spooky Spokes, always one of my favorites. This year went off. This year was one of the best, so it's only the second one, and it's just getting better and better and better. Moving on from episode 49, Spooky Spokes number one, to episode 54, Getting Small. This episode was post-IMS 2016, and basically uh, I was surprised at the amount of bikes that had come out and the fact that BMW got in the game with their first sub-650 model in a long time, not counting the uh, G450 X or whatever the hell was their motocross bike that they built for one year or two years. So they did have a 450 there for a hot second um, when they were getting into Endurocross, but it only lasted one or two years. And uh, everything else has been at least a 650, even their scooters. The smallest one was a 600. So they're getting in with their G310 R and the G310GS, and that same year, uh, Kawasaki came out with the Versus 300. Of course, we have the Ninja 300s bringing up the line, and so I talk about small bikes, and the fact that the Kawasaki Ninja started the revolution a long time ago, and everybody else kind of followed, and then when BMW gets in the game, you know that you're getting ready to go small. Now, the Honda Rebel 300 Harley-Davidson is even dropping down into the 500 range. I doubt they'll go as low as 300s, but uh, we might see that increasing. Still, small bikes. That's the topic of episode 54. Episode 60, bikes and babies. Um, I went to Born Free 8 last year, and I talked to Mike and Mary Muffins from the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast, and they told me they were pregnant. And so I decided I'm going to wait a little bit till they're deep in it, You know, maybe where a baby's about to be born. And then I'm going to throw out this episode. I've been collecting stories at any rate about people who have kids or people who grew up around bikes and what it meant to them when they were kids. So I talked to four people about having kids and bikes and I call it Bikes and Babies. That's episode 60. Moving on to episode 62, you are a banana. Why are you a banana? Well, I don't know if you know this, but bananas, uh, they don't have flowering fruit. They don't, you know, a banana is basically basically a clone of the previous banana. So bananas don't actually like flower and pollinate and do all the stuff that creates diversity. And what you need is diversity. Why? Because just asking the inbred family why why you should have a little diversity. A, it uh, lengthens the, the lines without corruptions and mutations, right? B, you get more people interested in your stuff. Like if uh, bananas right now in the world are in fear of collapse and dying. And we're not going to have them as a fruit. They're going to possibly go extinct because of these funguses that are getting on them. And basically, you know, if you don't have any diversity in your DNA or your bloodline, so to speak, you're susceptible to stuff like that. You're susceptible to disease. You're susceptible to new mutations coming in and just like taking you over and wiping your strain out, you know, so bananas, they are in danger. Why do I care? Well, because motorcycling is the same way. The more we stay the, uh, you know, the uh, bagger bro, and you don't uh, embrace sport bikes and you don't embrace scooters and you don't embrace, you know, the line in general, and you poo poo everything except for your part of the culture. Then as soon as your part dies, then it's done. You know, why are people going to make a bike for like 12 people? and spend thousands of dollars in R&D money. They are not. And why is a failing market system going to keep liking motorcycles in general if young people don't even like to ride? Well, we haven't, we've kind of closed it off and we're the two cool kids because we're on bikes and we haven't opened it, enough, opened it up to enough people that don't ride. So basically, bikers are like bananas and it's important if you want to survive, if a banana can go extinct, so can a biker and so can that technology. So that was an important episode for me. Episode sixty six was reprised. That was a couple weeks in the making. It's the story of Harley Davidson and Indian racing. Basically, I had just gotten to the Peterson uh, Museum of the same uh, called what was it called Harley versus Indian. I guess the Indian had just come out and completed their first. They the season wasn't even done yet, but you know the big thing is the Indians back in the marketplace now. Harley Davidson has something to look forward to, and so they better get in gear. And so that episode turned out to be. Pretty crazy. And uh, I do a lot of history on there. Some people didn't like it because it was, I was reading off notes, trying to keep the dates straight and the events straight. But I had, you know, 110 years or 115 years of history to get through. So Represaya is a good one if you want to hear the history of Harley Davidson and Indian and in flat track racing. Skip forward to episode 67. The very next one was Solstice Slam 2. This year's Solstice Slam winner was Aaron Hsu from the WIR Top 10 list. Those guys, I talk about them all the time, and they participate in the show great great people up there doing great things on motorbikes racing the hell out of them and winning stuff this year i got a prize pack from johnny jay and the flatfoot Flugees, who were a sponsor of a couple shows and daily bikers who of course is like a good friend and sponsor of the show also i sent out i believe some music that i made from the show and i sent out some stickers and just various things that i had uh to give out and i even for the winner gave away a cigar box guitar that I had made. So a one-off. No, I can never make that one again. So that was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to next year's Solstice Slam. Let's skip forward a couple episodes to episode 70 useless information now this is another technosode i told you way back starting at episode 14 i started doing a couple technosodes where i walked you through the ins and outs of basically i think i stayed on like chassis stuff then i didn't really get into motor stuff too much but they were cool and they were like what you need to be on the road and what you need to fix your bike here and there well episode 70 walked us through the brain of an insane maniac rp rex panther from rp enterprises came on and he uh, he, who's also a sponsor of the show and told us all about the crazy things that help make your motorcycle work if you're crazy all right episode 75 this was a very sad episode for me this was um recorded the day of Nikki Hayden's tragic accident. Of course, he had not passed away yet when I recorded this, but it, things seemed dire. And I was reading some Italian stuff and I translated it. And I think they are a little bit more forthcoming than American um, news sources are when they, you know, they don't sugarcoat stuff in other countries. You know, they play disaster on the news. They don't edit stuff out. It's pretty crazy. So I think that they were... A little more forthcoming and honest about the details happening, but at the time, also, people were getting scrutinized because of the whole hashtag fake news thing, and so it was really hard for people to say what they wanted to say because nobody really knew exactly what was happening. Of course, we know in the end, we lost one of America's true motorcycling heroes, and that episode was hard for me to get through. Let's skip forward a couple ones. Episode 77. This was the first mention of the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge, the second annual challenge put on by our friends at Loud Pipes, and I have to say, that was super, super fun. I forget how many miles I put on, I think I put like 1,500 or 1,300 miles on over the course of three weeks, because I was on vacation for one of the weeks, no, two weeks, I guess, because I was on vacation for one of the weeks, and so over the course of two, two weeks that I was back, I put on about... I don't know, twelve, thirteen hundred miles or something like that on my bike, trying to catch up, and I came in third place. I would have came in second place if dang uh, Natalie over there, the admin of the challenge, had, hadn't said, "Yeah, you did pretty good." Because all I had to do was ride forty miles to a town to get the and make up a letter and come back. I totally could have done that, and so I was kind of bummed that I got third place. But still, it was only by thirteen miles, so we'll give it to Motorcycle Man for taking second. Um, let's move on to episode 84. This is the net neutrality and the Harley Davidson, maybe buying Ducati and all that great stuff. Well, I debunked that right off the bat cause I already knew that was a, uh, not fake news, but that was a silly thing to even speculate on. And then the net neutrality thing, making it hard for podcasters like me to come to people like you, because I don't have big budget money like NPR or WNYC or any of the other, uh, you know, contributor, Stations that have lots of money to produce that are professional radio stations producing podcasts and then sending them out because they're easy to do for a radio station, right? So uh if net neutrality goes away, which it looks like it's going to um the Trumpster appointed a Pai, pie, who's going to undo it, you're going to have to pay to be on the front page anymore. So no more startup business on the Internet uh, unless the Internet companies are cool about it. And um yeah, the big companies are going to be paying top dollar to be right in front, and there will never be any competitors to them now because people won't be able to afford to get on that front page with just uh, you know, in, uh, investment money. So that's an uh, interesting and uh, sensitive-to-me episode. That's number 84. Episode 89. It's official. We got a bro host. Wiggins came on. After two interviews as an official co-host in 89, and he's been with us ever since, 16 episodes, I believe now. Yeah, super cool. And a short six episodes later, episode 95, we started the motor challenge between the two of us as a fun way to let you guys know that we kind of know what we're talking about. And in the meantime, we're still doing crazy motorcycle stuff. Unfortunately, I lost that challenge and co-host Chris won, and he still has to dole out some punishment to me. So we'll see what happens there. Right now, let's take a little squiggy-wiggy, which is code word for break, and get into a special guest on our show, and then we'll kind of wrap it up here at the end. All right. All right, everybody. So here we are. I mean, this is episode 100. I've got uh, the trusty co-host with me on the line direct from Santa Cruz to us is uh liza liza miller from the recycled garage up there in santa cruz it's always sunny it's like nine o'clock at night and it's sunny up there what the hell what
2: gives
1: (laughs) so we're just sitting around the square table tonight talking about you know hundreds shows and and things of that nature and liza i know you're you're one of the only people i wanted to contact because you and i we kind of talk all the time we banter we give each other tips and uh I know you have never even listened to an episode all the way through, but you've been there for almost <laughs> all a hundred. What are you, what are your impressions of the show so far?
0: Is I can't believe it's a hundred already. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: <laughs> is it, is it really?
0: <laughs> no, no, it is. I mean, I remember what a big like achievement t- number 10 was for me. Yeah. You know? And then a hundred. It's like, wow, that's, yeah, you've been doing this a while. That's awesome. Yeah. You'd think you would have figured it out by now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, there's always hope. <laughs> Maybe in the next hundred. All,
0: it took you this long to figure out you needed a co-host. But yeah. You got there, and that's what's important.
1: Yeah, and actually, I think when I was asking you about it, I think you said, ah, I kind of like where, what you're doing, and the next week I went and got a co-host.
2: <laughs> and then... I was... Yeah.
1: And then you told me to do some other stuff, and the next week I didn't. Then we had this awesome motor challenge for you know the last few weeks, and uh, I'd you like to say, there. yeah, I'd like to say that Liza was the person that um, basically voted me down every single week. So <laughs> thank you for that, Liza.
6: But in your defense, full
0: disclosure, I didn't know who chose what. You're just a bad chooser of engines.
2: <laughs> well. Yeah. But
0: then you also would like get you 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 get mad at me because you you send out a thing here's the two bikes and I'd respond in about thirty seconds. You're <laughs> like, you didn't even think that through.
1: Yeah, yeah, because you didn't. <laughs> maybe I can, I maybe it didn't need thought. It was an easy choice. Oh, I don't know.
0: Exactly. I thought I was trying to be nice, responding. You know, <laughs> right away.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, that was good. That was fun. And uh, yeah, I mean, we we've um, ser-
0: seriously though. Hundred is a big accomplishment, and um, yeah, have you learned? Have you learned a lot?
1: Uh, I don't know if I. Uh, you know what? I've learned a lot about like what not to do. I've kind of learned about what works for us, and I've learned like my limitations definitely. But uh, I don't know if I've gotten any better. <laughs> not till. It's funny because uh, I was gonna. You know, say Chris has been on, he was a guest on two episodes, and then he came on, he's been full-time, including this one. This will be number 15. So, yeah, the last 15 have been pretty good.
6: Wow, really? (laughs) I didn't know it had been that many episodes. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: 15. You've been coming over to my house for 15 weeks. How does it feel? You've really, you've accomplished something special. I feel like
6: I've matured so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, your're uh, the motorcycles misfits podcast is one of those ones where you can just sit back you guys have got so many people uh, that there's always something going on and I'll, and I really I love that I think that's what I think that's what the people that listen love and for the longest time it was just me working at a very at, in the motorcycle industry but like not doing fun cool stuff and trying to like squeeze that in into the show. And then, and so yeah, the first like eighty five or whatever it was were pretty tough.
0: <laughs> so you you haven't asked me yet, but can I tell you what my favorite episode of yours has been?
1: Yeah, you know what? Go for it.
0: Um, the one where you went to the uh, the garage space, the co op garage space. And, oh yeah, uh, Walked through there, talking with them, like a walking interview with them. That was the most interesting to me. Um, because it wasn't just you droning on and on. It was actually, like, real people <laughs> who were entertaining.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. And you know what, Dave? I, I actually got about five and a half hours of audio, and I had to edit it down to an hour and a half. Because, you know, Dave Hargreaves, the uh, the owner and uh, lead mechanic, he worked for Confederate. I mean, he worked for so many different companies. He's got all these stories. And I think he's one of those guys that if you say – Hey, is that a Honda? Three hours later, you'll you know you'll finally be talking about the bike that you uh, you're looking at because in a roundabout sort of way, he'll tell you everything else about it. So he's he was a fun person to hang out with. I think my wife was a little upset that I thought it'd be like I said I'll be back in an hour and a half, and four hours later yeah. I came home. Chris knows how that is. Like yeah, yeah, it's uh, it does sometimes. It's
6: which uh, garage base was that?
1: A Cerberus Moto.
6: Is they in L.A. Mm-mm. Yeah,
1: they're in San Diego. Oh,
0: yeah. You asked. You actually asked good questions too.
1: Yeah. Hey, you know where I learned that?
0: Do you want me to say? Do you want me to
1: say recycle garage? <laughs> no, I mean you've you've given me a lot of feedback on where I where I hit and where I miss. As a matter of fact, episode ninety nine, you were kind enough to uh, call me up <laughs> immediately afterwards and ask me why my audio was so shitty and uh I had to explain. <laughs> I was going to put it in the show notes even, but I was like, "Yeah, hey, people don't listen. People listen to Wingman's garage with no complaints. They're not going to worry about my little bit of like background buzz." But Liza, she's always on it. Um, hey, what's no, the no, what's the worst episode?
0: The, the, uh the first one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I took it off. I I made it unavailable on any platform because a lot of people I didn't want them to hear that and just like not give it a chance. That's, I think that's
0: rough. I'll tell you why you used a lot of self-deprecating humor and uh, that just didn't, I don't like that. I like somebody who's confident and that's something I've seen. You're not like that anymore. You're, you're much more confident and comfortable in what you're doing. Oh, that's something that has changed through all the episodes.
1: You know what? I I always was, but I just, I edit that stuff out now. I, I, I find that don't, I mean, I guess I'm saying this right now and for people to hear, but I find it's a way partially like, especially like last episode, there were some people that had never been on air that were kind of getting shaky when I was talking to them. And it's like, dude, I'm just a guy with the podcast. Like I'm not, you know, Hollywood news reporter. So I kind of would like joke about how crummy I was. And they're like, oh yeah. And it gives people that I'm interviewing that have never been interviewed before. that aren't like old hats in the industry or something like that, or like even a little bit like nervous about projecting what they're doing, it kind of gives them a little bit of like self-confidence, I think to hear like, Hey, this guy is like saying he's crummy. I guess it's not so bad if I'm, you know, if I think I'm terrible, cause these guys were really good actually, but they, it was kind of funny, you know, hearing them talk about like, ah, you know, I'm not like big time yet. And I was like, Hey, your stuff's great. You know? So Sometimes it works I use that as a tool but um but yeah I know what you're saying a lot of people actually like that so see I whatever you say I just do the opposite <laughs> because a lot of people like that in the in the iTunes reviews like hey this guy has like a kind of a self-deprecating sense of humor and he doesn't take himself too serious little did they know like I did <laughs> it just, <laughs> sometimes,
6: sometimes it's hard though like I feel like in a way, like we're giving out this information and it's not always hundred percent right. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm not sure that it's hundred percent right. Yeah. Like even with the motor challenge, like most of the sources I found except on like the NR was like Wikipedia. And I'm like, Wikipedia is horrible, but I couldn't really find anything else. And a lot of my information was like old wise tales from my dad being a mechanic when I was a little kid And, like, old bikes my grandpa has and stuff like that. So it's, like, growing up around it. But I'm, like, how much of it's actually true? Yeah. And we're not Emma,
1: where we've know we worked on every single one of these bikes, like, six times over.
6: Yeah. And I literally, probably the first motorcycle I ever rode on was a 1980 CBX. And, like, literally, I never met a person in my life that has done more crazy shit to those bikes than my (laughs) old man. And I've never heard it. Like with a B at the end of it for the the new I mean, I knew that they were different. Like I know what's different for the most part between the two. But for Emma to be like, oh, it's a CBX B. I'm like, what? I've never of yeah. that. So like I feel like, you know, we're we're giving this information out. And I know maybe not, maybe people aren't this judgmental, but I feel like there's someone out there that's like, no, that's wrong.
1: Yeah. And it is it is fun to say stuff wrong sometimes. Like I say it on purpose. Like if you hear me give out the location of Ohio right on the Texas border, you know what I mean. Like I think that's kind of funny. You know what I mean. So, uh, I don't know.
2: I think the
6: triple thumper really got a lot of
1: people. (laughs) Yeah, people were like the Harley triple thumper, and I was like, dude. Like it's just funny. Like you know. People get it or they don't get it. But then it. seeing the Harley triple last week made it that much <laughs> yeah, better. <laughs> that was that picture was like rad. Uh, but no, yeah. So I, I uh, yeah, I feel like I've, I feel like I've definitely got, grown a little bit, Liza. I, I, I hear stuff that you guys are doing. Obviously, paying attention to everybody in the motorcycle space. You've been around for probably the longest. The very first. Uh, motorcycle podcast i ever listened to was the side stands up with tom Loudermilk and that was years uh-huh. ago and then i got away for a while and then i came back and i was looking for you know that again because i had time to listen to podcasts again and after the cafe racer recycle came up and i was like great and now like there's eighty five thousand of them i feel and so i'm glad i caught yours in the beginning when i did i'm glad you've been doing it as long as you have you're on episode what you're like in the you're nearing 300 aren't you
0: no like 225
1: I think. oh yeah okay like just like mid twos
6: <laughs> no big deal yeah we had norman reedus on no big deal
1: yeah no big deal number just the guy from lightning freaking you know better you know we everybody everybody that carl reese i think was on your show you know just actually, some little names
6: yeah. i really like the one on lightning it got me thinking more about electric bikes and we actually went last weekend i think we're going to talk about it next week but we went last weekend and rode uh some zeros. Zeros, yeah. So Yeah, you know what's funny too, Liza? You and I talked
1: the other day, and I know that you're like me. You you do you you make stuff. I've got stuff I've been working on for a year, and it's not even ready to come out yet. There's just not enough information there. There's not um I'm still lining up interviews and then something will happen and it's like oh wait 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 you got to put hold on this till we find out what happens so I feel like you and I are like that where I could have jumped on something a long time ago like I did with the CITS episode number four is like the most highly played episode of this show and it talks about stuff that's not even quite happening yet but all of a sudden with automated cars and like all these new crazy motorcycles that were coming out of EICMA it's here it's coming you know what I mean so i'm going to revisit that but there's other stuff that i've been working on for a long time kind of like you have and uh if you guys haven't seen liza's video on the uh wave to all bikers go check it out <laughs> i put it on our website and shared it yeah <laughs> it's pretty rad so there's stuff like that that i thought of doing for a long time and just uh being by myself running the camera running the mics running everything it was a little bit hard now that You know, me and Chris have kind of teamed up, and maybe we can even get, like, a third person to tag along and and do some of the fun stuff. I think next year might be the year that I actually start doing stuff that I've been planning since year one. So if you're just now tuning into the show, good time. Don't go backwards. (laughs) And uh, I don't know. With your show, the audio in the beginning, every show does it, I guess. Like, there's growing pains, yeah? What what would you say your first 100 episodes was –
0: Well, it's the constantly trying to improve. I mean, our first episode is just so embarrassing in that three of us sitting around one microphone, you know, talking. um, And you start out, uh, you know, you you lose episodes, you lose recordings,
4: you keep trying
0: to improve. And then, like, our, our group kept growing and growing. I mean, we had 15 people sitting in our last recording yeah um and you know that's hard to wrangle that many people on audio but you know i use a lot of finger pointing and stink eye and uh
1: <laughs> so hey liza i know you hey. have, again you've never listened to any show till the end but i know you've listened to the last 15 with chris on him. what do you think how's this guy doing kick him to the curb 15? or keep him around He's
6: been on for 15 He's yeah, right?
1: en- he's endured me for 15 episodes.
6: That's how much fun you're having you forgot how many episodes it's been.
1: What do you think, Chris? Kick him to the curb, keep him around? Pay him something so he doesn't leave?
0: No, what Chris you did is ex- exactly what what I do is that get people who know more than you about shit to do things better than you.
1: Rad. They say I took a business course a long time ago, and they said surround yourself with uh, people who know what you don't. So uh, that's why I had my four-year-old on. That's why Chris is on. <laughs> like basically, everybody knows more than I do.
6: I feel like too that we have a different perspective, and, yeah, like a different side of motorcycling in general. So I, that kind of like helps round out the show. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. Chris has. That's what I see.
1: Chris has definitely. I've only ridden. Like really crappy vintage shit, and Chris has ridden like some of the new, latest, and greatest. Even like a nineteen, a two thousands bike is like better than like stuff I've had. <laughs> I was
6: like, yeah, that ninety four Sportster. I
1: had. Yeah, the ninety four Sportster is even better than like <laughs> most of the stuff I've ridden. Uh, the newest bike I ever had was a two thousand two. So I mean, yeah, he's he's uh, definitely, and I think he's ridden more different <laughs> styles of bikes than I have. When you ride old vintage crap, there's really only like a couple. There's the standard,
6: um, the cruiser, <laughs> and the dirt bike. Yeah, that, but I ride Harley's, so even though they're new, they're still kind of old vintage crap yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. So,
0: actually, Larry, to your credit, that was um, was that like episode two or three? That was another one that I was really impressed when you talked about riding your bike to was it Vegas?
1: Yeah, the Super Prestige for the
0: races. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy is nuts riding that little piece of shit bike that far.
6: Little did he know that I kicked a bunch of ass that weekend. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, I, I actually, yeah, I it's, racing. it's funny because I've I seen Chris and I've seen like everybody that I've talked about on the show ever since the beginning of it. I used to go and just watch the flat tracks just because I've always dug flat track. And yeah, now, you know, a lot of these guys have been interviewed and... Like I interviewed Scott Jones last summer, um, interviewed Chris this summer, uh, talked to a lot of guys before, you know, before and around. Talked to Brian Bell who promoted all that stuff. So yeah, I think I've like touched base with that. The people I feel like I've lost touch with over the last couple months is the the peeps in Wisconsin, Chris Sing Sim and all those guys who are my like the OG audience from the uh, the Great White North that were drag racing, I felt like every single time I mentioned the drags, it would rain. And if you watch this, their season this year, it was awesome in the beginning. And then I started talking about it and then it just rained for the rest of the summer. And now it's snowing there. And it's like, God, I ruined your race series by talking about <laughs> it. So I really want, I do want to get in touch with those guys again, but, um, but yeah, you know, I've done some pretty crazy stuff on that bike. I didn't drag race it yet, which I, I should have at twisted throttles um i crashed it there which is rad um but yeah i've done a lot of stuff The the, the two things left on that are to do a um Halloween hill climb uh a hill
6: climb because i need to do that too
1: okay so i need to do the hill climb on it i need to do a road track on it like a you know like a track day on it somebody that'll let a hunk of shit that's falling apart race
6: ramming speed the vintage stuff. yeah
1: They'll let me do it probably. And then I need to uh, do at least half country uh, road trip on it. Of course, I'm going to follow your advice. You told me to get like an Airhawk seat for it because that uh, homemade seat that I have on there now probably is not so good after like 500 miles.
6: <laughs> I'm still impressed that you read the road to Barona on it. Oh, dude! Let alone Vegas.
1: I put 800 miles on that thing in in like three days it, for the Motorcycle Podcasters Challenge. And it's
6: not that it's it's a 250 single. That oh, you're yeah, doing like 80 down the freeway yeah. on. Yeah, that thing <laughs> for more than five minutes. <laughs> yeah.
1: So thank you, Liza. Yeah, I'll,
0: that, I'll, that that's some legit legit riding there. Yeah. You know, uh, you you probably have the least amount of bikes of all of the uh, different podcast <laughs> hosts. Except what? for the motorcycle men who have one each, but but by, they got you tripled by poundage a lot. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. <clears throat> but the things that you are doing with that bike are pretty amazing. So here, Larry, I have a question for you. Yeah. What's been your favorite episode?
1: <clears throat> you know what? I would say uh, my favorite episode probably hasn't happened yet. Uh, it's the one I'm currently working on all the time. So I guess the, the last one to come out is always my favorite one because I feel like it's got all 98 or 99 or all 100 like piled into it. And I haven't put out, there's a couple where I put out some shitty ones after having some home runs. You know what I mean? Like you can't, during a baseball game, you kind of got to look at this like a baseball game or a race. You're not going to put in, the fastest lap every single lap you're going to, you know, either maintain or you're going to strike out a couple times, um, you know, not make a field goal here and there. What other sport can we talk about? Volleyball. You're going to hit the net a few times. Um, but you know what I mean? Like every single serve, isn't going to be like the, an ace, but at least you're going to have, uh, a couple in there. So I feel like, uh, you know, just having an agenda and and working toward uh, the stuff that's on my checkoff list. Each latest episode is like probably my favorite one. Hey, do you do this, and Liza? What? After even after a hundred episodes, sometimes I put them out and I feel like, man, that was a piece of shit.
0: Um, <clears throat> not so much a piece of shit. I mean, we have such high energy; it's fun all the time. But there are ones where I go, like, all right. Yeah, we got through. We got through another week. I mean, there are some shows that I do a lot of prep and uh, work at, you know, getting a guest in, and then there are ones we just sit down and go, I don't know what we're talking about tonight. What do you think? (laughs) Yeah. Um. You know, we wing it. But how about? Can you? I'm going to call you out. Can you say some? Maybe some goals? Um. Maybe some topics or guests you would like to get in the future.
6: Yeah. Norman Reedus.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to talk to Norman Reedus. He's, he's, enough people know Nor- Norman, Norman Reedus. <laughs> yeah. You know who I would love to talk to is Brian Cranston. Of all the people uh, that have ridden motorcycles, I don't think anybody knew that Brian Cranston was uh, shuffling around Hollywood on a little CB400 back in the day while he was trying to become an actor. Um, I really...
6: Four? Uh-huh. 404. Yeah, 404. We saw one last week.
1: Um, I kind of I've been reevaluating the goals of creative writing, and especially after Twisted Throttles, I was like, that was creative. Like those people are doing moto stuff in the moto scene, and you know, I don't want to talk to Jay Leno. I don't want to talk to. I would ask Keanu Reeves what his up the butt bike was, just because he refused to give you guys the answer. What he means
6: by I don't want to talk to Jay Leno is he wants to talk to Jay <laughs> I don't want to talk to Jay Leno, I, I but do, there's other people I do not on the recommend,
0: list. I do not recommend asking Canu anything that has "but" in the uh, question.
1: Yeah. I think he feels like you're outing him or something, but I do think uh, definitely the creative, keeping it creative. Chris has helped me do a really good job of like spotting people that are doing awesome stuff. There's a lot of builders out there that, Build in their garage, and like Shinya Kimura, he's super well known. He has a really crummy shop. I drive by it every time I go riding, and I just want to stop in there and Jesus. chat with him. Yes, sir, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, and if you if you see his shop, you'd never know like that. This guy that gets invited to the Quail and does all this cool stuff out at Bonneville is in this little tiny shop, you know. And uh, I just want to talk to people like that that have done. Some stuff. I think I've said Shinya three times now, because I think the motorcycle men asked me, and I think Loud Pipes asked me who I want to interview. I think I said his name about three times now.
6: I don't know him personally, but I'm sure that I know someone that knows him. Yeah.
1: Well, he's in Japan right now, I think, or Paris, so it's going to be hard to talk to him. And I don't know if he speaks really good English, but there's so many people in... Yeah, I I would fake Japanese just to talk to him. But... There's a lot of stuff like that. And, you know, being in being in LA, we're in the hotbed of, like, the hot rod slash motorcycle community. You know, everybody's down here. But I do think I want to make sure that I focus on who's being creative and who's doing creative stuff and not just, like, talk about the latest and greatest motorcycles and, like, stats and all that sort of
6: stuff. So I that... I feel like Twisted Throttles was good for that. Like there were some yeah. like moto artists there. Yeah. Like, that we, they, most of you, but you got an interview and had on the show. Like, yeah.
1: Cause that it, that whole vibe of like trying to make the motorcycle lifestyle a thing and not make like one dude like not make Roland Sands like this isn't a Roland Sands fuck fest like Bolsa Chica was you know like.
6: No comment on my end.
1: <laughs> and it's not like riding with Norman Reedus where Norman's a star and he does go around and he, he does what like our podcasts do and he talks to other people in the space that maybe not that well known or whatever, but at the same time, like he doesn't need any help with being recognized. I would, I would love to talk to some of the people that he's talked to, you know what I mean? Like, so I think the next year is going to focus on that. I do want to focus on, I not, don't want to give up the industry, Totally, because I do want to focus on what's coming down the pipeline since I see it. I know Chris has to see it. You know, We both work in an industry that kind of depends on the future of motorcycling. And so there is always that crazy news and technology that's going to be affecting all of us as riders. And so uh, I do want to talk about that. Um, I do want to come up in disguise to Santa Cruz. And uh, see, because since you and Jim are the only two that know what I look like, come up there and pull some hijinks. You know, maybe we can script some stuff and
6: (laughs) come up. I kind of want to ride the CBXB up there. (laughs) Right.
1: I'll bring bring Hooligan Jesus with me. And uh, that's the other thing. I really want Chris to get a cool nickname out of uh, the next 100 episodes. If people could, like, call or write in or or whatever. And I really want to touch base with the listeners. They've been giving us a lot of feedback We don't get the volume of emails that you guys do, but um, we do get them on the reg from regular people. So I'm glad that we've, like, connected to someone. They're listening, and they want to be part of the show, which I totally encourage. Like, this is is everybody's show. It's not – I'm just the voice, but if you have something to say, I definitely want to be the guy that you can say it through, and you don't have to call up a radio station or be, like, a pro racer to get your name in. Like, you can just be – But if you
6: are a pro racer – Definitely, call two. <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, see, I have Chris helping me work both angles now. So it's it's a. Uh, I'm not a pro racer. Yeah, but it's gonna. It's the. Uh, I think it's gonna take a lot of different shape, um, over the next 100 that it has over this first 100.
0: You know, another thing that you're doing that um, no one else is really covering that I appreciated <clears throat> is covering like the f- flat tracking and the racing, and I I don't go to the races, but I started hearing names, you're repeating and, and um, then I'd hear that name somewhere else. It's like, Oh well, yeah, I know who that is. And uh, I think that's a world that you should totally be getting more in depth with the writers. I'd love to hear more about bike prep and technique yeah. and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And Chris and I have talked about stuff like that. We've got a couple things like in the can for that. He got a great interview with Jeffrey Carver <laughs> And then when I got to meet him, he's the nicest dude. You know what I mean? So it—that's uh, what I liked about that too. He, even the pros can emulate, like Mert Lawwell. When you guys talk to Mert, he's every day, dude. He's doing such great stuff with prosthetics now. He's totally got out of being a legend, you know, and the star of on any Sunday into some other great venture. So I mean, it, it's cool to see stuff like that, and and you know, to be able to follow these guys and see you're known for this, but what do you do that's creative? And it's this, you know what I mean? Like Carver is, was such a cool guy. He's, his family does barbecue. He's, you know, sleeping and meant, in his van. And I haven't confirmed stuff.
6: this, but I'm pretty sure he's a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To be ironic with his main sponsor. <laughs> yeah. And I think too, like, it's cool to interview those people and realize that they're normal people. Um, you know, like guys like Carver and Lawwell. it's like, you know, we look up to them like in the motorcycle community, but really all they can do is twist the throttle better than we can. (laughs) But when you get to the core of it and they just enjoy riding a motorcycle, like I felt like that was one thing really cool about Carver and not all pros have this or some of them maybe lose it over time, but Carver like genuinely likes to ride a motorcycle, any motorcycle anywhere he enjoys it. And that was like so cool to see. Cause I feel like a lot of us have that trait, like, I, I'm the type of person like, oh, it's got two wheels. Let's try it. Where are we at? I don't even care. Yeah, like we can be in a pool and that bike's meant to ride along the bottom of the water. And I'm like, I'll I'll give it a whirl once. Exactly. Yeah, and that's the sort of stuff that I love, and that's the
1: sort of stuff that I've been I've been seeing and and uh, you know the stuff that's coming out. Like, there's everybody's got like a freaking chopper uh, on in some networks, and everybody's got a Dyna in other networks, and it's like the dude doing like motocross on a c90 like that's who i want to talk to you know what (laughs) i mean like that sort of stuff is like rad and so yeah i don't know i i I think you know chris that's why I, i like chris too is that he races harleys but he's not necessarily a harley bro you know what i mean and so he's got experience in so many different like avenues of motorcycling and and uh i think it's he's been a good addition and i think he's pretty much like on board and kind of sees the vision of the show is like, uh, he rolls with the punches too. Just like he'll ride any motorcycle, anything I bring up. He's like, yeah, man, let's like, let's try it at least. So that's what I really dig. And so I think these, the next 100 is going to be pretty damn sweet. Um, especially when we do our roadkill style slash top gear style, uh, TV show that we're going to start next year. As
6: long as someone lets me ride their motorcycle, I'm totally cool with whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if someone wants to pay my bills, so I don't have to work every day that would be great too yeah we're going to try and do the
1: Liza and get some big gigantic sponsorship you know names on the show names like RP Enterprises Moto Bandito Daily Bikers continue <laughs> with the uh, the huge podcast money that's rolling in right now and uh, <laughs> see if we can keep keep on a roll for next year <laughs> oh man so what about you What's what's your next hundred looking like
0: Oh, we've got, um, yeah, we've got stuff that we're working on. You know, it's a lot about networking. A lot of the people that you meet, um, you know, connect you with the next person. And that's the thing that's amazing about the motorcycle world and community. There's so many different places. Like how a couple weeks ago we had uh, Jocelyn Snow, who's right now is in South Africa competing in the, uh, the the GS, uh, series and trophy. I didn't even, I didn't yeah the GS trophy. I didn't even know that existed. And now I'm like reading her. Um, she's, they've had two cuts and she's still in, this is the final rounds for cuts and they've been having them do like 10 hour days on bikes, including nighttime riding. Whoa. So they are really putting them to the test, and that's a, a whole nother world I didn't even know existed, so um just you know networking through people and discovering just more and more layers of amazing writing.
1: You guys have definitely got some pretty incredible writers on your show, and I think I'm gonna take your advice actually for the first time ever. If you promise to listen to one of my shows all the way through, I'll take your advice and start reaching out to this incredible Southern California community. Hey, we've been going on here for a little bit. Liza, I want to say thanks. Thanks for hanging out and being my pal on the West Coast. Um, sticking with me through the bad, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> and uh, staying up super late. I know you're you're really, really old and you're you're up super late tonight. <laughs> past your bedtime. But, uh, yeah, thank you for hanging in for a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> She's given me the year number one and, uh, and thanks for hanging tonight and thanks for, wa- yeah, well, thanks for walking me through the first 100.
0: Yeah. Congratulations on making it to 100. We are all in this together really. And, um, I think it's the whole podcasting thing and especially in the motorcycle niche, um, it's great that we all kind of find our own little corner to do and work and help each other to keep putting out good content and you're willing to put in the work. So that's why I like giving you feedback and and advice because you'll do it. And that's, what's awesome. And that's the only way that you're going to keep getting better and better because it's a lot of work. People don't realize how much commitment it is
6: to be ironic. Like we're, we're doing a podcast for an industry that most people don't have radios. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I
1: hope they have good uh, comms or earbuds, and they ride to work. And I'm one of the people like
6: I don't do earbuds when I ride. I've tried it and I don't like it. I'm total. It doesn't really work. Total exhaust note. I know some people do it and they love it, and it's not me. Um, From a listener of the Misfits, thanks Liza for uh, having a rad show. Like I, I've told you this before. Like I've listened to a few different shows now, and like you guys in Cleveland, I will like. I hear subjects that don't really pertain to me, um, like a PC 800 all day, <laughs> or or like for myself not being a woman that rides. But it's like I listen to you guys' episodes. Shave your beard, right? Grow all your the boots. Time. you'll Be a woman that rides and, and love it. And it's like it's so entertaining. <laughs> and I haven't figured out. And it's interesting, like hearing you guys talk about what makes episodes better and worse, but. You know i'll listen to some where it's like i should really like this subject matter and i'll listen to a fourth of the episode and i'm like i can't stand it anymore i'm done and i don't know i don't even know why but i'll listen to the misfits all the way through and uh shout out to cleveland moto those guys too but um so definitely like thanks for having a rad show and then helping out larry so he made it past 84 so he, i could join <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. Hey, thanks. Uh, if you haven't,
1: check them out. Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. The Recycle Garage in Santa Cruz. Stop by. Smell a possum. And uh, donate <laughs> donate some Patreon money. Liza's trying to build some cool stuff and do some cool stuff uh, like I am. She's trying to uh, make some cool movies too. So, hey, Liza, thanks for hanging out and uh, we'll talk to you later.
0: Oh, cool. Congratulations.
1: All right. Thanks. Bye, Mama Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. All right. All right. Well, thank you, Liza, for stepping in there and being on our the show. There's a bunch of shows that we've been on, and I want to take some time right now to shout out to those guys. I'd like to give a shout out to, first and foremost, Motorcycles and Misfits, very first podcast to have us on. Secondly, I'd like to give a shout out to the Stock is for Squares podcast buddies till the end and unfortunately they're not around anymore at this time we've also been shouted out and been on the loud pipes throttled podcast motorcycle man podcast we're guests on there the doghouse two-wheeled radio riders on the norm wingman's garage and uh i don't know if there's any others maybe the cafe racer podcast i don't remember But uh, thanks everybody who's been around and who hung out with us and had this on their show and that we've done cross-pollination with. I look forward to doing the next 100 and mentioning you guys in our show. All right, we're getting ready to wrap it up here, but I just wanted to leave you with some of the podcast's music, stuff that I make on my own, Here in the crummy studio, and I want to make sure you guys, if you have anything you want to play or put out there, send it to us, give us your permission to use it if it's copyrighted, and uh, we'll go ahead and stick it on the show. But here's a few ditties from the past. Welcome to Wisconsin.
3: The monkey's love eat tender monkey's butt. love
1: when my dog dances with me she jumps around and i see a flea and i pick it off and i make a sandwich what else can i rhyme with sandwich I'm not going to play every single song But I think you get the point We've made quite a few for this show One of my favorite being the song Wisconsin Another one being Rick and I wrote that one 40 billion years ago Finally got a chance to make its Airtime debut on the show Alright, before we leave Some stats Alright, I wanna, don't want to bore you too much But I do want to thank you people Of the world who are listening Overall the show has been downloaded Almost 30,000 times, 29 and a half thou, which isn't too good or too bad. Uh, Top countries, United States with the most, 22,000 of those. Canada coming in at uh, number two spot. Australia and number three. The UK and number four and Denmark and number five. Recently, we've had a spike in listens from New Zealand and France and Ireland. so I want to say hello to everybody out there who's listening. Also thanks to places like Sweden, Japan, Germany, India, the Netherlands, Poland, Hungary. Uh, I think we had a listen from Kazakhstan, a couple from the Russian Federation, Singapore, Spain, Switzerland, a few from Turkey. Um, Norway, Indonesia, Romania, South Africa, Pakistan, Philippines, Thailand, Morocco, Israel, Austria, Egypt, Jordan, Argentina, Croatia, Algeria, Somalia, Ukraine, Saudi Arabia, Czech Republic, Portugal, Estonia, Panama, Taiwan, province of China, Bahrain, Costa Rica. No whales. We want whales on here, folks. All right. Thank you, everybody who's listened and to the places that it's not showing me. There's probably one or two here and there. But I do want to say thank you, everybody around the world who's given us a chance, who's given us a listen. And thank you, listeners who are checking in, tuning in and getting in touch in person with us, whether it's on our Facebook page at creative writing podcast on Facebook, on our uh, Twitter page, which is at creative underscore writer, whether it's on Instagram at, at creative writing, creative writing podcast on there or our email creative writing podcast at gmail.com. Iowa, the top city in the United States listening to us, Tama Iowa or Tama. Um, All of them are U.S. Maple Grove, Minnesota, coming in number three. Mountain View, California, coming in number four. Salt Lake City, coming in number six. Christchurch, New Zealand, coming in seven. You guys are pulling up, New Zealand. Thank you so much. Um, So thank you, everybody from the U.S. who's listening. Brisbane, Australia, we're hearing you. Edmonton, Canada, we're hearing you. Copenhagen, Denmark, we got you covered. Calgary, Canada, Melbourne, Australia, Auckland, New Zealand. Port Perry, Canada, St. Cloud, France, Waukesha, Wisconsin, just kidding. I know it's uh, Waukesha. <laughs> Waukesha. Waukesha. Limerick Island. We love your limericks. Wonga Park, Australia. Tokyo, Japan. Everybody, thank you so much worldwide. Those are just the top 50, uh, a few of the top 50 listening to us. So thank you very much. What does the next 100 hold? Well, I'll tell you what I'm planning for the next 100. I can't say thank you m- so much for the people that have um, supported us so far with their listenership, come out and met us, helped us out with articles, interviews, and you know reviews on, on bikes, bike nights, events, stuff like that. If you want to get involved, all you got to do is reach out, creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com, Send us something. In text and pictures, and we'll stick it up on our blog. That'll be awesome. Thanks to all the um, podcasts that I mentioned before. Thank you so much to co-host Chris. Thank you to our wives. I know you guys put up with a lot with us going to uh, demo days and shows and sitting around wasting valuable family time recording an hour and a half long podcast. And what I'm going to do for the next 100, I suppose I might try to ask for patron support might set up a facebook group a little nation who knows but um all i know is that we've got about a thousand bucks into our gear and uh the thing is taking so long to get out this week because of an audio uh system failure so basically thanks guys um let's look forward to the next 100 i'll keep you posted on uh you know the things coming down the pipe and right now this is one of our old outros the very og one of me doing some acapella beatbox
0: See you guys later. Love you. Happy 100.